The following message is presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Now the message. Some of you know the name of R.G. Lee. You probably, some of you have even heard him preach his famous sermon. Payday Someday was preached several thousand times, it's recorded. But when he died, not when he died, when he resigned or retired, I was told that someone asked him the question, Dr. Lee, if you could start all over again, would you do anything differently than you've done? And he said, yes, I would preach more encouragement. That's good advice because everybody needs encouragement. I don't know of anything that's more universal than pain or difficulty in this life. Every one of us goes through periods in our life when there are unanswered questions. The past two months for Karen and me have been a time like that. We've needed to be encouraged and you have been so faithful to pray for us and for her, our neighbors, our former church have just been so good to us. But during that period of time, I was reminded of an Old Testament passage of Scripture that maybe you've never heard or read or thought about. When Moses was just about to leave this earth, the Israelites were about to go into the promised land. All of the Israelites were gathered together and Moses pronounced for them a prediction of the future, a blessing. It's recorded in the 33rd chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And I want to turn there because I want you to see something that God has helped me with and maybe will help all of us as we study this together. I've seen in my 50-something years of pastoring so many times of difficulty and trouble for people. we experienced it in my own family. Know what it is to be uh, discouraged and to be uh, not knowing what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, this passage of Scripture just does wonders for me. And I want to study it together with you. All of the Israelite tribes, beginning in chapter 33, verse 1, had gathered together and Moses spoke a word to them from the Lord. And the very last one... The tribe of Asher begins in verse uh, 24 of that passage of Scripture. I want to read a couple of verses and then hold your Bibles open because we're going to look at the end of that, uh, the long paragraph that actually applies to all of them. I am quite aware as I study the Scripture that not everything that's written in the Old Testament can apply directly to us. Some of that I'm glad. Would you like to be... 90 years old and have a baby, like Sarah, or a hundred and father a child, like Abraham? No. Some of the things we just don't apply to ourselves because they were specific promises. But I want you to know that Paul says in Romans, or excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6, and then chapter 11, that everything that happened to the Israelites were for our example. We learn principles... We learn lessons from what God did with them as He uh, taught them 
brought them out of slavery, led them through the uh, wilderness for 40 years, and then to conquer the promised land. They're in the very brink of going into the promised land. Moses will leave them. The next chapter talks about that. And then they entered the promised land and inherited what God had intended for them from the beginning. But I want you to listen to what Moses said to Asher the tribe, and then we will apply some lessons that I think will be beneficial to all of us. Beginning in verse 24, Deuteronomy chapter 33, and of Asher he said, there are four promises to Asher. Asher is most blessed of sons, let him be favored by his brothers, let him dip his foot in oil, the sandals shall be iron and bronze, as your days, so shall your strength be. Now some of your translations will have in verse 24, your gates or your bars shall be iron and brass. Do you have that? The word can be translated either way, but I'm going to take it to mean sandals or shoes for rough roads. Now look at what Moses said to Asher. Going to be blessed of sons. He's going to have a large family. But more importantly than that is what he says next. He'll be favored with his brothers. He'll be able to get along with his family. If you've ever lived in a family that did not get along, you know the trauma, the difficulty that can bring. Moses says Asher's going to be blessed because he's going to get along with his brothers. He's going to dip his foot in oil. We don't know really if that just means the land that he inherits is going to produce a lot of olive trees and a lot of olive oil. Oil was a sign of prosperity. It means that God's going to bless him. Some people believe that that is also the natural resource of oil and they could drill where Asher inherited the promised land. I don't know. It seems to me that God is saying, I'm going to bless you with good things and you're going to have a prosperous life. It is the next praise, phrase and promise that I want to focus on as your days are. Well, first of all, your sandals shall be iron and brass. As your days are, so shall your strength be. What is God saying to them and through them a principle that you and I can apply to our life? You'll see a brief outline of this passage of Scripture in the bulletin. I believe, first of all, is God is saying that There's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be some rough roads ahead. The tribe of Asher must have inherited some land that had a lot of rocky soil in it, and they needed good sandals in order to be able to walk and and navigate. But the lesson to me is that all of us are going to face some ups and downs. We're going to face some difficulties. We're going to face some trials in our life. God does not promise that when we come to faith in Christ and we are saved that we're going to be exempt from any kind of issues. But it means that even though we have some difficulties, God is going to be with us. Your life will have some rough roads in it. Have you experienced that? Well, of course you have. You've had some trials. You've had some stresses. You've had some things that came to your life that you may not have understood Life is like that, is it not? In fact, Jesus promised in this life you're going to have trouble. But don't be afraid. I will be with you. I know from my own family experiences, many, many times there have been problems that come that we just could not understand it. The Israelites certainly knew the ups and downs of life. 
They had been in bondage for 430 years in Egypt. They had to build bricks. They were slaves of the Egyptians. Then they spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. What did God teach them in the wilderness? That they could trust Him because He provided for them manna and water from a rock and quail to eat when they fussed about the manna. God provided for them. And that's what God teaches me, that even though we have some rough days, God will be with us. The old song that used to say, life has a little ups and downs like ponies on a merry-go-round are true. God understands that, but He does not forsake us, does not leave us alone. He allows us to go through some of those difficulties because we can learn from Him His faithfulness. God's Word teaches and experience proves that we have a lot of ups and downs in life. But that's not all this promise has. I think God said to Moses and through Moses that God will provide for His children. And I see that in that next verse. It says, as your days are, so shall your strength be. Let me give you a little bit of a lesson in Hebrew, and I don't know anything at all about Hebrew. I had two semesters in seminary and still cannot even write the alphabet. That's how difficult it was for me. But I learned that in the original Hebrew, there were no vowels, only consonants. Several generations later, the Masoretic text was produced where the scholars went back and put vowel signs or vowel points uh, among the consonants. I tell you that because this is an important in this word. Only used here in the whole Bible, the consonants for the word strength are D and B. You got it? D and B, the two consonants. In the Masoretic text, they put the vowels O and E, so it's D-O-B-E, and it's translated strength. The Septuagint, you know what that word means? Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Old Testament. And the great Greek translation, the Septuagint, translates that word as strength. So listen to what Moses is saying to the uh, to the people of Asher. As your days are, so shall your strength be. I will give you what you need to get through the difficulties that you're facing. That word is multiplied in a lot of different ways in the Scripture. Isaiah 41.10, one of my favorite verses says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will lift you up kind of with my strong right hand. God promises His strength for us. I'm glad of that. But I studied uh, an Old Testament scholar. Must have died a century ago, but he was a brilliant man and studied the, the, uh, uh, the languages of the area, the Semitic languages. And he said sometimes you'll see the consonants in another language and you'll get a better understanding of the word. The same consonant, what did I tell you? D and B are found in an Arabic text and it's the word uh, D-A-B-A. And they translate that as peace or rest. Could Moses have been saying to Asher, As your days are, so shall your rest be, your peace be? It certainly fits with Scripture, does it not? 
Jesus said, My peace I give you, not as the world gives, give out to you. Let your hearts neither be troubled nor dismayed. The book of Psalms says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. God promises when you go through the difficulties, if we fully trust in Him, He will give us the peace that we need to get through it. I saw this illustrated in the most remarkable way when I was pastor in a little town just west of Fort Worth. There was a young couple in that church. We had lots of young couples. We had a lot of babies born. And so every year we had a parent-child dedication service in May. But Naomi had a baby in September. I went to the hospital where she had the baby, and, and she, they were so excited. Brother Bo, she said, can we have a baby dedication next Sunday? And I said, Naomi, we normally do that in May. Oh, she said, but I won't, I, 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 I just feel like we need to do it this Sunday. They named the little boy Joshua. I said, well, let me see what we can do. And we provided a Bible and certificate and a lot of other things for parent-child dedication. And Naomi and Kim stood in front of the church and we dedicated them and the baby to the Lord. What a beautiful service it was. That very afternoon, the little baby, less than a week old, became sick. Took him back to the hospital and the news was not good. By the first part of the week, they had diagnosed little Joshua with spinal meningitis. Health deteriorated quickly. They called me, I can't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday, and said, Pastor, you better come to the hospital. I will never forget walking into the third floor of Fort Worth Children's Hospital, past the nurse's station, they just kind of shook their head. I walked down to the room and knocked on the door and gently opened the door. I can still see it. Naomi was holding little Joshua who had already passed away, rocking him in a rocking chair with Ken, her husband, standing beside her. The pediatrician, being a woman, knew they needed some closure because little Joshua had died. What do you say? What do you do when those things happen? wasn't long before the nurse came in and said, Honey, we've got to take the baby and clean it up and get ready to, to send him to the funeral home. And I said, Let's pray together. We circled that little family and prayed. I'll never forget when we said amen. Naomi looked up at me and she said, Brother Bo, it's okay. God has given me his peace. That's what I think Moses is saying. As your days are, so shall your rest, your peace be. They had it. God gives it. But you know they found another word with the same consonants? Not D-A-B-A, but D-A-B-I. And it's translated riches. To abound in riches. Is that what Moses is saying to Asher? As your days are, so shall your supply be, so shall your resources be. You'll be able to meet every need that comes your way because God's going to provide for it. 
Paul said it so beautifully in the book of Philippians, one of my favorite books. In chapter 4 he says, But my God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. God is able to do what He says He's going to do, and He promises to give us the resources that we need to meet the crises that we face. I don't know which is the best translation, the best word here, but all of them fit, do they not? As your days are, so shall your strength be. So shall your peace be. So shall your resources be. Because God is the one who supplies those things. And He not only did it for Asher, He can do it for us as well. I'm grateful for that passage of Scripture. Though brief as it is, it speaks volumes to me. And the reason I say that is, God gives us what we need when we need it. As your days are. God doesn't always give us the grace to meet next year's problems until next year comes. And God gives us what we need when we need it. I am grateful to have a God like that. The next paragraph in your passage of Scripture, I trust that you still have your Bible open, is for all of the twelve tribes. He had promised something for each of them. And then he summarizes why we can trust God because God is able to be trusted. And listen to what he says. Oh, I want you to hear this. If you have your Bible, open it to Deuteronomy chapter 33. We're going to begin reading. There is no God like the God of Jeshurun. Now, Jeshurun is just a dear, endearing term about Israel. So God is saying through Moses, Oh, I want you to see and remember the kind of God that I am. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides the heavens to help you, who rules the heavens to help you, and in His excellency on the clouds. The eternal God is your refuge. Underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and say, Destroy! Then Israel shall dwell in safety, the fountain of Jacob alone. In the land of grain and new wine, his heavens shall also drop dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty. Your enemies shall submit to you, and you shall tread down their high places. Wow! What a God that would promise those kinds of things to the Israelites. And the same God that promised them also promises those things to us. Look at that passage. There are three things that just jump out at me, and maybe they will to you too. God is a God who can be trusted, first of all, because He is our refuge. Did you see that? He is our refuge. What is a refuge? It's a place that we can hide. A place that we can be protected. A place where we can be at rest. David said it like this in Psalms 91. He that dwells in the secret of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge 
and fortress by God and Him will I trust. Psalms 46.1 God is a refuge, my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Have you found that to be true? That God is a God of refuge? He is. Not only that, underneath are His everlasting wings. Do you see that? He's a God of resourcefulness. I'm not real sure what Moses is talking about here. But if you turn back to chapter 32 and look at verse 11 and 12, I want you to see this picture. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovering over its young, spreading out its wings and taking them up, carrying them on the wings. In chapter 32, Moses is talking about how God, like a mother eagle, protects its young. I've done some study here, and there are conflicting translations or ideas about what Moses means here in this scripture. But one is that a mother eagle, and I've never studied eagles. I saw five or six yesterday out on over the lake, beautiful birds. But I understand from some that when an eaglet, the little ones, time to get out of the nest, they don't want to leave because of the safety of the nest. But the mother eagle will get over and flutter over and scare them and they, and they fall out and they're their, their nests are high up in the crags of the mountains and the little eagle, can you imagine? He's flopping his wings and he's screaming and he don't know what's going to happen and all of a sudden its mother glides down under it and catches it on its back and guides it back up to the nest and drops it off. And then in a little while the little eaglet needs to get out again and the mother... But anyway, he's falling... And the mother glides under him and picks him up and takes him back. And finally, after they repeat that over and over and over again, the little eagle's wings begin to catch the air and it's able to fly and to soar. There are times in our life when God needs to stir the nest. God needs to... of resourcefulness. He knows what He's doing and He wants to bring us to a place where we can fully trust in Him. Oh, what a God we have. He is our refuge and strength. But He is a God who is resourceful enough to provide for us what we need to grow and face all of the things that life brings upon us. And that's not all. Look at the end of that. Happy are you, O Israel. Who is like unto you a people saved by the Lord? He is a God of redemption. He knows us by name. He comes to live within our heart to bring His presence. And that presence brings peace and joy and rest. Isaiah 43, 1 says, Fear not, I have redeemed you. And called you by your name. 
and you are mine. Can you believe that? God knows everything about you. He even knows your name. And Isaiah uses the illustration that we're like in the palm of his hand. And God knows who we are. And he knows what we need. And Moses is saying to them and to us, our God is like that. He's personal. He knows who you are. And he knows what your needs are. So he can be trusted. He's our refuge. He's a God of resourcefulness. And he is our redeemer. The issue is, have you... Not just to Asher or to Israel, but to you. Our God gives us rough roads. Doesn't seem like it sometimes, does it? But He does. He is a God who can be trusted. I trust that you trust Him. There's a poem that has spoken to me. I use it a lot at funerals by Ann Johnson Flint. And these are the words. God has not promised skies always blue, flower-strewn pathways all our lives through. God has not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God has promised strength for the day, rest for the labor, light for the way. Grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, undying love. That's the kind of God that Moses is talking about in Deuteronomy chapter 3. Our God does what needs to be done in our life. I encourage us to trust him. If you're going through some difficulties, God knows it. If you're going through some downtime in your life, God understands. And it may be that experience that will draw you close to Him and Him close to you. And you will find, as He said to Israel, He can be trusted. Let's pray together. In a moment, we're going to sing a hymn of invitation that It simply says, I have decided to surrender all to Him because He is worthy of my trust. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I encourage you to invite Him into your heart today, into your life. And if you have, maybe He's speaking to you today about some issue, some need that you have. Trust Him. He can be trusted because the one who makes the promise is the God who's able to do what he says. Lord, thank you for the promises of the word. They've come to mean a lot to me in the last few days. And I've seen you work in the past. Do exactly what you promised. Not only for me, but for millions of other people. You are faithful. We do have some rough.
You provide for us strength, peace, and resources. I pray today that we'll trust you and trust in you to do what you promised. So help us to make decisions today that would honor and glorify you. Is my prayer in Jesus' name. The preceding message was presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information about a relationship with Jesus Christ or about the church, including contact information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.